The Google Podcast app is going away in April. Right now, I want you to take a look at the podcast app you're using right now. Maybe it's time for a new one. Check out podcastapps.com and try a new one for free right now. That's podcastapps.com. Welcome to the Broadcast Dialogue Podcast, the show all about the media industry in Canada. With a lot of media companies, whether broadcast or digital, now dealing with added revenue streams and multiple forms of measurement, the Matrix CRM and sales intelligence platform has been developed to help contain all of that workflow chaos. On this episode of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast, we welcome back Matrix Solutions CEO, Mark Gorman. Mark is back to talk with Broadcast Dialogue publisher, Sean Smith, about the evolution of the platform and what lies ahead in the automated sales process. Well, welcome back, Mark. Thank you for having me. Since we last spoke, the Matrix platform has evolved yet again. Do you want to start by talking about the recent integrations that Matrix has done with vCreative and Wide Orbit and, and how that's going? Of course, we're always working to evolve. And if you spoke to anyone here internally, we do have a mandate that our R&D is always at least 70% of all of our development efforts. So we, have our, of course, are always working to enhance our current product, but also to add to that product, add new functionality, as well as to work on new product as the industry continues to evolve. So we continue to have uh, more integrations. We integrated with vCreative. We have been, you know, we've always integrated with traffic systems, not only Wide Orbit, uh, but OSI Imagine. Uh, really, any traffic or billing system you're using, we will integrate those automatically into our system so that we can bring in historic data as well as do auto reconciliation as information comes in so we make the process more efficient but we have added more functionalities with the wide orbit working on preemptions bringing in uh, account receivables data etc all in an effort to make uh, the process more efficient easier uh, for the sales teams and sales organizations within media companies so that of course uh, has been some of those things that we're developing or have developed, and we are feverishly working on some of the future opportunities that are coming down the way uh, with us. Um, so I'm sure you and, and your listeners are quite familiar with the buy-side aggregators like the Hudson MX, the things that are going on at Freewheel. I don't know if they use the Strata name anymore, but I'm, I always call it Freewheel Strata. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, ProVantage, uh, MediaOcean, et cetera. We have been working on building integrations so that we can start taking in that RFP data and have made a ton of progress there and certainly uh, something I can you know, talk to you and share, share with your listeners. Yeah, tell me a little bit about how that works. So, so yes, it's, it's quite interesting. So, you know, these companies are producing either have produced or are in the uh, are working to produce systems where agencies uh, can come in and really send rather than going through 
uh, an email process. You know, the old process is I have an RFP, I send it to somebody via an email, they pull that RFP up, they then have to put the information in to their CRM pipeline management tool, whether they're using uh, our tool, the Monarch system, or potentially another system. They then have to go to their proposal systems, put that information in, produce a proposal, then send the proposal back via email, et cetera. So the idea here is these systems are being developed so that the RFP information is input into a system. Let's use Hudson MX as an example or MediaOcean. I am an agency. I'm using your system. I put in my RFP data, and then that RFP can be sent via APIs out of that system. So our system pulls in uh, the data from the API, and we then render that or that RFP within our system. So, and we make sure because within our system we know who the assigned salesperson is to that agency, to whatever account it's being in, so that we can route it directly to the right person. They, within our Monarch system, which is you know our CRM pipeline management, budgeting, forecasting, and reporting tool, they then get an alert saying, hey, you have a new RFP that comes in. They can click on it. They are able to render that RFP. They can then take that information and download it in an XML file into the proposal tool, build out the proposal, upload that back into our system, and then we can transmit that back to to whatever buy-side aggregation platform they're using. What we've now created that I think is pretty cool is we've helped automate the pipeline forecasting process. So a lot of, I would say, sell-side tools like ours that really work with the media company selling advertising inventory, they're thinking, okay, can we render some of this? Can we help move some of the proposal? But our focus has always been on the sales organization, and part of that is understanding how can we help forecast revenues going forward. So our system is designed that not only can you render the RFP, you can build the proposal, you know, build the proposal in your tool, re-upload it, but we, we also you have built out APIs using the TIP framework so that our Monarch system, or if you're using another tool, say, for example, Salesforce, but you want to use our rendering tool for the RFP, we will actually transmit information and automatically create what we call a deal in our system, or if you use Salesforce, for example, it's called an opportunity. Mm-hmm. It will do that automatically. And then it will automatically populate your pipeline and your forecasting tool. And when you then upload your proposal back to the agency, our system will update that deal and or opportunity so that your pipeline forecasting is accurate. And that's not something that we've seen anywhere else. Our goal really is to help ultimately speed the process from prospect to cash for our clients. And we do that by providing good information up front in an easy-to-understand manner, but at the same time, do as much as we can in the automated space so that there's not the double, triple entry, which, of course, leads to errors. It slows down the process, all these things. 
And inevitably, that sends a pretty compelling message back to the buyers and the agencies about how sophisticated uh, broadcast is able to be now. Sure. Versus a Facebook and Google. Do you, do you want to talk a little bit about how that changes the game? To me, this is a first step in a journey. So uh, I'm going to go on a tangent if that's okay. Please. We love it when you do that. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm known for doing that. It's, it's, uh, I get criticized we here. Love it. We I'm love always saying, hey, focus. But so th- this is, you know, we as an organization, and we, and this is my belief as well, is that this industry, of course, is changing. We have all the talk about it. And broadcasters, cable nets, et cetera, they're taking baby steps. But there is going to be that inflection point where everyone is going to rapidly jump over that wall, leaving behind the old spot television way of selling. Now, I'm not saying spots go fully away, right? There, yep. there, there is a place for spots. Probably the best example is the Super Bowl. If I have the Super Bowl, I'm not going to sell impressions because impressions are going to be priced at a certain dollar value based on impression. The Super Bowl is, to me, going to become like header bidding is to digital. Companies are going to want that exposure, so they're going to pay for a slot, and those slots are going to be bid up. But most of television, streaming, of course, et cetera, OTT, whatever you're watching on your mobile, which, of course, is the best a way to target and reach an audience, an individual demographic. But even live television, as we all know, we'll be able to do in the near future. And I'm not saying in 12 months, but it is coming, is going to be able to do dynamic ad insertion. And as we get to that point and we get to that kind of targeting TV video, digital, everything you have is going to be sold as impressions. And we as an organization, we're very focused on that. So as we look, we talk about the buy, we call it the buy side aggregation platform, which is this idea that we bring in these RFPs that you can then convert and bring, go into your proposal systems and bring it back and have this communication This is one of the four components to an ultimate product that we term as the matrix sales gateway. And the matrix sales gateway is this idea that you use these information that comes in, but then you have a platform in which all of your inventory, no matter what it is, is exposed. And I'm including things like sponsorships, events, all these things are exposed. We overlay AI that we have started releasing in our Monarch product, some of the AI, it will have integrated AI capabilities within the system so that you're starting to think about how do I optimize what I'm selling? And then ultimately, you'll be able to build converged proposals that are really geared towards impression-based selling and then pushing this to execution. And once these systems, these things are not available today, nothing this is just the beginning. Even these buy-side aggregation like Hudson MX, the media, these are early stage developments that have a ways to go. 
But as the industry comes together and does these things and as they develop, which I believe within two to three years, these things will all be fully baked, integrated, working, you will have a way to build by these platforms that is just as easy as a Google or a Facebook, but in a, in a, with media companies you know, like a Nexstar or a Gray or a Scripps or a Hearst or, you know, a Meredith, et cetera, that are, that are more reliable, better targeted, better results entities. I think one of the really great things about Matrix is that somehow you've been able to bring your clients along in a way that's equally as important as the development you're doing and that you are helping them utilize more and more of the platform as it becomes available. Can you talk a little bit about the support that you have there to allow companies to kind of learn and grow as they're using Matrix? As an organization, uh, I will say over the last four years in particular, we've had a massive push in this company uh, on, on, on a few fronts. And one of those areas has been on this idea that we need to ensure the underlying technology that we're delivering is modern, efficient, is strong. Uh, it's something particularly in the traditional world, there's a lot of legacy software out there that's a little brittle, that's sort of just being added on to, doesn't always quite work. For me, one of the mandates here at this organization was we got to modernize the software so that as we continue to develop, we can bring in more data sets, we can do more integrations, we're more flexible, we're able to provide a better and better experience for our clients and more, more usable, more effective product. So, you know, a great example is we are um, releasing and updated what we call projects module. So within our Monarch platform, our clients, of course, do special projects. Uh, for example, they, they might do a, um, you know, some kind of summer special around a number of programs, or they might be hosting or being doing a big event and they're selling sponsorships, whatever it is within our system, they can actually build budgets around this. They can track it. They can do their targeting, et cetera. And so as, as part of the enhancement that we've built into this, it's not only a much, much better, more robust experience being able to really design these projects to sell, we've released um, AI functionality into, uh, or this is being released this month, AI functionality into the actual targeting of underlying prospects who might buy uh, said projects. So, in our system, you can, for example, do an email campaign or a targeted campaign calling or whatever, build a list out of who you may be targeting. Let's say, let's say you're sponsoring, I don't know, a, a, it's a big golf tournament. So you're going to do a special uh, projects module around this, uh, this golf event, selling both airtime, selling sponsorship, et cetera, et cetera. I, as a user, can go in and I can build lists through the system automatically at who, you know, who likes golf, who likes sporting events, et cetera, and start targeting these folks. Well, the new AI feature that we've built into it will actually go into the system and analyze who is the most likely 
purchaser of said event. And this is based on a number of factors on what they've bought previously, um, you know, different types of, of buying behaviors, you know, whether it's other projects, what type of program, et cetera. Of course, there's an algorithm. And the more a salesperson uses the AI functionality within the targeting in these projects module, the more the system will learn and provide feedback. And we've, of course, back-tested this, and the results have shown you know, a significant increase in results for people in targeting. So that, in other words, me as an AE, I can use this technology now to develop my targeted list for who I want to sell this. I'll be able to actually find people who are more receptive, thereby reducing the amount of time I need to spend on the phone, via email, via selling, and getting results a lot faster and quicker. And so for us, as we release this into the wild, we talk to our clients about how they can use this, how they can make their company better, how this can make their salespeople more efficient. Because one of our goals is over the next three years is to make our product allow each AE to accomplish three times the amount of sales they're accomplishing today. So we have this as an internal driver on really producing for our clients. Because your platform's evolving so rapidly and every you're out of the tip of the spear in terms of the technology, how do you keep the clients uh, growing and learning about all the platform's capabilities so they can make more money? Each of our clients, they have a success manager, somebody who's more of an overview of how the organization's developing, where their needs are, so that as we look to ensure they're getting the maximum utilization that they need out of our system. So because our system does have a lot of components, clients do use us in different ways. And so it's part of our job to ensure that we understand where, first, where they're getting or where they need the most usage of our product. So we do monitor usage throughout the product. We know what every user is doing, et cetera. And we make sure that our client service team is well aware of each client and their needs. But then at the same time as we're talking to the clients and we hear different initiatives, different things they're accomplishing, wanting to accomplish, we really worked to help them understand what it is that our system can do to help them accomplish those goals. So yeah, that's a, we do have quite a, I would say, large and dedicated uh, customer service and success team. We do offer you know, support. They can call in, they can email, they can chat. At the same time, we do even have uh, access overnight if people need it, et cetera. So we, we're constantly working to ensure that our clients are getting the full benefits out of the product. So uh, it's interesting. We also try to promote different components of the product when they're not using it. So the projects module is a good example. We had one client, a number of the underlying AEs were already using the projects module that we had embedded in the product. Their head of technology didn't even realize we had a projects module. <laughs> so, you know, it's interesting because they had mentioned to us, and this is how we learned, they had said, oh, we're thinking about building like this special software for projects. We're like, you realize we already have that embedded in our software and your AEs are using it. So I think a lot of it is making sure that we're a good partner to our clients and understanding what their needs are, listening to them, 
listen, their plates are full. We have one client that has 187 different software vendors in their sales stack. Mm -hmm. And there's no way that you are going to know what the capabilities are of every single one of those vendors. So it's important for us to constantly promote that value internally. Well, listen, Mark, uh, this is why we rely on you to lead the way and show us what's ahead. I look forward to talking to you again as the year progresses and let's learn some more as we go. Thanks for joining us. Sounds great. Sean, I really appreciate the time. Our thanks to Mark Gorman of Matrix. For more info on the platform, head to matrixformedia.com. Thanks for listening to Broadcast Dialogue. For more information about the podcast or to receive exclusive access to our weekly briefing about the Canadian media industry, visit us at broadcastdialogue.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, connect with us on LinkedIn, and follow us on Twitter and SoundCloud. Looking to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness? Then check out the Natural Man Podcast. Join me, host Mike C, as we explore all areas of human wellness, physical, mental, and emotional. Learn strategies to optimize your own well-being and be in the driver's seat of your own health. Remember, your doctor works for you. Learn biohacks, neurohacks, ways to improve sleep, and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain app, and at naturalmanpodcast.com.